Hi everybody. Okay, this first concept or real action step we're going to take is we're going to discuss what we call a focus story. We are going to give you a tool that may seem really simple, but it's actually um, pretty complex. It's pretty. It's it's what we like to call simplicity on the far side of complexity. We use this a ton as a tool to improve prediction and the feeling of control um, in our focus sessions and neurodeflective retraining in brain blossom um, programming at home exercises that kind of stuff um, and with parents and just with with kids that are having behavioral learning challenges and kids that aren't just kids. We use this in our own family um, as well. And and what we're gonna do here is I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about um, first just the simple way to use this tool and then we're gonna get a little more complex and we can use some other videos to dive in deeper if people have more questions. So what we want to do is we want to create kind of like you may have heard this called a social story in some circles um, where we're taking images we're saying, look, we don't have a great way to predict what's going to happen today. So let's use pictures um, to help us process what's going to happen. So what we're going to do is, you know, we could say something like, okay, today we're going to uh, make breakfast and after breakfast we're going to go outside and we're going to play on the, play on the um, swing set. And after that, we're going to come inside and we're going to do chores. We're going to clean our room and make our bed. And then you're going to feed the dog. And so we're going through these tasks. Now, a lot of times people think, it's okay, my kid is intelligent, my kid is uh, very able, they are verbal, they can, they have the ability to talk through these things to process them. So we talk through them and we say these are the things that are going to happen. Well, the thing about that is that if, if a child or an adult is not there yet developmentally to where they have the capability to talk through or read a list of the things that we need to do and follow the list, we have the capability to do it. But if it's not exactly meeting an individual where they are developmentally, chronologically, just neurologically in that moment, then we're going to see some challenges with the ability to take that information, the complexity of it, whether it's auditory or written word or whatever, and retain it. So then what you're going to see is you're going to see some stress response. You're going to see they we talk about this all the time. They knew what the routine was supposed to be and they missed multiple steps or they just didn't do it and they said they forgot and they seem to do this all the time. Now, let's take this scenario to where we are right now. Now we have a brain that's in stress. So even if your child was able to do this multi-step instruction, kind of predict the day, plan the day, and kind of like roll with it and do okay and not exhibit a lot of deflections or stress responses, now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're seeing that that same child is having some issues with those multi-step instructions, following through with tasks, um, starting to see some deflective behaviors and having some, you know, emotional meltdowns, behavioral pushback, these type of things. 
or those deflections that you learned how to um, understand in the first part of this series. So that makes sense because the thing about it is we know that we have increased levels of stress at this time. What we know is that as stress increases, it causes us to be more in that sympathetic dominant or fight or flight state, and that causes us to be more active in our brainstem and less active in our cortex and our prefrontal cortex, which is the seat of executive function and cognition in more efficient and higher level forms. And so now we have a brain that's more active in the brainstem, we're all probably living there a little bit, less active in the cortex, and activities and processing and multi-step instructions, executive function things, behavioral things, um, social things, those were Maybe maybe we were doing fine with those before, and now we're seeing an increase in the challenges with them. It makes sense. So just like we want to modify a lot of other things, we want to modify the way we're planning our day. And so what I want to suggest here is that even if this seems a little bit simplistic, I want you to utilize this concept in the way that works for your family. We look at what we, we have eight developmental hierarchies in the focus um, program and how we teach practitioners to lead with brain development. One of those is a language development hierarchy, basically looking at how do we develop our ability to process language, language in this form, language in the written form, the reading form, and all of that to help us process our world. Well, one of the things, one of the hierarchies that we talk about is called object picture symbol. And what we want to do is we want to lower the demand by lowering our, our ask on, on each child, by lowering our form of communication based on this neurological and developmental hierarchy. So if in the object picture symbol hierarchy, symbol is like written, like we're writing the list out and putting it on the fridge. We want to just drop down just a little bit and we want to go to symbol or object. So symbol would be using pictures. So instead of just writing, you could write and draw a picture of. Okay, we're going to eat breakfast. Okay, let's draw a picture. It doesn't have to be a good picture. It can be a stick figure. Draw a picture of, you know, um, us eating breakfast and cleaning up the dishes. Okay, then we're going to go outside and play in the playset. Okay, let's draw a picture of that. Really, ideally, depending on the age or ability, you can throw out the abstract symbols, the written word, and just do the pictures. Then I want, I, and ideally, you have your kid before you start the day or the night before, you sit down and you draw these pictures with them. We'll give you lots of feedback on what types of things we think you should be planning in there. But you draw the pictures with them and you put them up on the wall or on the fridge in the order that they're going to happen. Then when the day comes, we wake up, we go, we go to the fridge, we go to the wall, we go to where these pictures are. And we talk about what we're going to do while we're looking at the picture. We do it. We come back to it. When the kids, when we're, you know, we build in there like... Um, free playtime, build in their like bath time, build in their like go outside and play and mom's working time. These are all things you can build in. You don't have to make it super complex, but what we want to do is look at that developmental and neurological hierarchy of object, picture, symbol, and in times of stress especially, we want to drop down and we want to go more towards picture. 
Object is a little bit different. That's where we would be saying, hey, let's go to the most primitive object, take a picture of your child actually doing each of the activities, and that's the thing that we use. We take a picture of, here's you, and this is fun. I would recommend doing this. Take a bunch of pictures, print them out if you've got the paper, um, and you know have them there. And so each night you can pick, okay, you're going to play on the swing set, you're going to eat breakfast, you're going to feed the dog. These are pictures of you actually doing these things. This is going down even more. Object, picture, symbol. We're going to the most basic and primitive object, which is self. That's another hierarchy. And this is how you can play this game. So one, there's connection, there's fun, there's joy, there's activity and learning in just developing the plan for the day. We're drawing, we're thinking, we're visualizing, we're doing the pictures, we're organizing it for the day, and then we're, de we're using this tool to decrease stress and anxiety by improving prediction and control by going back and, and going through our day with these pictures. Way better, way more effective than writing, speaking, putting a bunch of abstract symbols in the writing form on a calendar. That's a lot. And even if your child is there and they can do that, it's a lot. We want to decrease the stress. Now, you're going to modify this based on, I'm speaking to a lot of parents with a lot of kids at home right now. You can modify this based on age and ability, but you still should have this concept in mind when planning the day. Okay, that's a focus story. There's a lot more to that. Like I said, it's simplicity on the far side of complexity. Even if it feels simple, even if it feels silly, I'm telling you, we've been using it for over a decade with high-functioning older kids, teenagers, adults, to kids that are not quite there yet and they're much younger, to all, everywhere in between. I'm telling you, this works. I'm telling you, it's going to make your life easier. It's going to make your child's life easier. It might feel a little clunky at first, but use this tool. This tool is impactful. This tool is powerful, and this tool gives you a lot of information about how your child is processing and what you need to do to help meet them where they are. Remember, there's no purposeless behaviors. We're in this together, and we are going to thrive in this time, not just survive.